So yesterday we contrasted the two ways of connecting to Hashem, above to below and below to above. What Yitzchak said was that below to above is like climbing a mountain. It's also like when you climb a mountain, you need to have three conditions. You need to have the right clothing, and you need to have, you be strong. You need to know the way up. So too, regarding our service of Hashem, you need to know the way up. You need to know the reason you're doing it. It has to be altruistic. It has to be uh, selfless. It has to be like, whatever gives example of various mitzvahs. You have to know that you honor your father and mother, uh, and you give them something which is a delicacy, but you don't give it with honor. You put your fa- face down. The Gemara says the opposite of a blessing. So if you know the way up. You also have to be strong. We said that means you have to take your animal soul with you, to carry your animal soul. You have to, you have to make sure that your animal soul is also um, coming along. That's also connected to another thing about knowing the way up. Knowing the way up, we said, means understanding godliness in a way that, that touches your heart and inspires you. And the third thing is the garments. It's always the right garments. So we explained the garments refer to the garments of the soul, thought, speech, and action. And the, you have to make sure that your garments are the way they're supposed to be. And we spoke about ways to fix up um, mistakes in our garments. Uh, I mentioned how tears can rectify um, thoughts which aren't the way, weren't the way they were supposed to. Because just like uh, when you cry, you're experiencing something that's beyond words. So that beyond what your mind can handle. So that, that thank you, that, that rectifies thoughts which weren't in the right in the right way, but in other discourses, I've spoke about how that's not something that necessarily we're able to achieve because of the our weak um, psychological disposition. That's all from below to above. Then from above to below, there aren't any conditions. When Hashem decides to reveal Himself to us, we don't need to have any conditions. Hashem reveals Himself without. Uh, it doesn't matter what level the one who is receiving the revelation is on. Hashem decides to reveal Himself, and that's why. To get to Gandhi, we said there are many conditions. But Tchiyas HaMesim will be by all the Jewish people. Every Jew will be resurrected. Also, Hashem gave us a Torah. The revelation was in a way that uh, we all experienced it. It didn't matter what level we were on. So, that was not going to give an example, a parable of a king who wants to be with his people. We're on page of Gimel, line 20. Understand this according to a parable of a great king who is sitting in his chamber and is wearing his royal robes and his crown. And all the people are standing outside. And all the requests of the people come to the king through his ministers, through the ones who or the ones he appointed to to receive their requests. These ministers, they are the ones who deliver the requests to the king. People are unable to enter the king's chamber themselves. And even if there is someone who does merit to go into the king's chamber, there are rules. How far can get in? Can he get into the waiting room? Can he get into the inner inner courtyard? Or can he go all the way to the king's room himself? There's different rules. How far? When someone's allowed to enter... How far is it allowed to enter? There are still rules. Next page, El Ha'om. Sometimes a king desires to reveal himself to the people. And then he leaves his personal chambers 
and he goes to the entrance of his chamber and he reveals himself and he shows himself to the people. That means the king the way he is in his pristine state, meaning the way a king is dressed as a king with the royal garments and the royal crown with all of his beauty and glory, he reveals himself to his people. When the people see the king in that state, they are full of fear and dread. They lose themselves. When, that, when they are in that state, they see the king with his full glory, they're unable to speak to him about their personal matters and deliver their requests because they're so overwhelmed by, by the revelation of the king. But there's another way the king reveals himself. When the king wears simple clothing, and he speaks to the people, not only is he wearing simple clothing, he is also talking to people about simple things. And he's on their level. He's with them in a way that they could talk to him about their, their affairs and deliver their requests. Behind it, this means although the people know that this is the very same king that a short while before was wearing the royal robes and the royal crown, Nevertheless, since now he's wearing simple clothing and he's talking to them about simple things, that affects them. They feel we can talk to him now about our personal matters and deliver our requests soon. So, although a moment before he was wearing the royal robes and they noticed the same king who's now wearing the simple clothing. And he's talking about simple things. But the fact that he is, even though they know this is the same king, that makes them comfortable enough to talk to him and, 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 and ask him the things that they, that they need. When the king reveals himself in the simple clothing, the essence of the king is more revealed than when he is wearing his royal robes and his royal crown. Why? Why is his essence more revealed? Why is the king wearing the simple clothing? Why is he talking about simple things? Because he wants the people to talk to him about things on their level. And for that purpose, he gives up his royal robes and royal crown. That means this is the king's essence. He wants to connect with the people. And therefore, when the people bond with the king in that state, when he's now wearing the royal robes, they're connecting with the essence of the king. The king, when the motivation of the king is because this is his people, and so it's coming from his essence. The essence, it sounds like very similar to um, the, the parable of the king in the field, where uh, the king and the people, as Ramam says, the king is called the heart of the people. So the connection of the people and the king is in the very core, the very being. Just there's a separation. The king and the people aren't in the same place. But now the king comes into their place and he talks to them about things in their level. So what's motivating that is the king's essence is one with the people. And therefore the people want to be, are able to bond with the king's essence. And the king is bonding with them from his very essence. It's beyond his external appearance that's motivating him to be one with the people. His core is the people. 
So what is the analog of this in heaven? When the Hashem revealed Himself, when Hashem revealed Himself to us at the time we got the Torah, the revelation was with a, with a great glory and beauty. And therefore, when that revelation happened, we were totally overwhelmed. Every word that God said caused our souls to leave us. And Hashem had to resurrect us with the same do He's going to use to resurrect the dead of Mashiach. So we lost, our, we lost it. We were totally overwhelmed by this revelation. But doing a mitzvah with a physical object is similar to the king revealing himself in simple things. The king talking to people about simple things and wearing simple clothing, that's what a mitzvah is. That's the meaning of mitzvahs being in physical things. Next page. But in those simple things that the mitzvah is vested in, specifically in, the, in those things, you have the essence of the king. In other words, why is it that the Abisha is giving us these simple mitzvahs? It's like a father wants to play with his child. He gives, he gives a kid that he plays with in patty cakes. But, but in that game, the, the essence of the father is there. Why? Because he loves his kid. That's the way he connects with his kid. So the Abisha gives us simple physical mitzvahs. But in those simple physical mitzvahs that we are able to do physically, that's what the essence of the king is. So there's, it's like the king coming to people wearing simple clothing. This is what the Zohar means when it says there is no thought that can grasp Hashem at all. The only way to grasp Hashem is not with thought, rather, as Altar explains over there in Tanya, is through the Torah mitzvahs. When God's essence is vested in the Torah mitzvahs, that's how you can, that's how you can grasp Hashem. Means by doing mitzvahs, you're actually holding on to the essence of Hashem. Galatia gives an example of someone who's hugging a king, that even though the king is wearing clothing, we're not hugging the clothing, you're hugging the king. So to the, a mitzvah is, is, is a place where you're hugging Hashem. And it doesn't matter though that the mitzvah is in a physical thing. When you do a mitzvah, you're connecting with the essence of, the, of Hashem. When we say the no thought can grasp Hashem, we're not talking about we're not talking about our thoughts only. We're talking about even the thoughts of Adam Kadme, even the thoughts of they're in the highest levels of godliness. They also have no comparison to God's essence. And that's why put the performance of mitzvahs physically is a vessel for. The, revel- the revelation of Hashem at the resurrection of the dead. As we said earlier, both the resurrection of the dead and the giving of the Torah are both times when God decided to reveal Himself to us. It wasn't about um, us ascending to Hashem. It was about Hashem revealing Himself to us. So, Chaim uh, it's a very powerful example, powerful parable that the uh, we, did, we just learned now. I just want to briefly go over this parable before we go further. The king is in his chambers, and he wears his royal clothing, and not everyone can see him. That's the way things are usually. Only the special ministers are allowed to be in there with the king. When someone finally does get permission to go into the king, 
It doesn't, he doesn't necessarily go, get permission to go in all the way. He gets permission to go into the outer chamber, the inner chamber, but not necessarily to the king in his private room. And, but sometimes the king wants to reveal himself to the people, and he wears his royal clothing on the entrance of his room. But even when he's in that state, not people don't feel comfortable enough with the king because he's dressed in these, in these clothing, and they, it's awesome. They, they don't feel they could talk to him about things that matter to them. They don't feel they can really connect with him there because he's just you know, on a pedestal. But there are some times that the king decides to wear regular clothing and to talk to people about simple things. And then when the king lowers his stature in that way, and everyone feels they can talk to the king, they're able to, they're able to converse with him to deliver, deliver their requests about whatever is bothering them. So in some, although they know it's the same king that was wearing the, the royal garments a moment before, Nevertheless, the fact that he's wearing simple clothing, he's talking about simple things, that makes them all feel comfortable that they could talk to the king. So, the, an- the analog is, there is a way God revealed himself to us when he gave us a Torah. And that was in a way like the king was at the entrance of his chambers, where there was a total revelation, and everyone lost themselves in the revelation, and that's what God had to resurrect us, because we couldn't handle this intense revelation. But after the Torah was given, God gives us mitzvahs. What's a mitzvah? A mitzvah is like the king wearing simple clothing. Although it's a simple thing, but just like we said before about the king, that he, why does he wear the simple clothing? It's because he wants to be close to the people. And when the people see the king wearing simple clothing, what about them is connecting to the king? The king's essence is connecting with the people's essence. So too, when we do a mitzvah, although a mitzvah is a simple thing, it's, not, it's a physical thing, yet God puts his very essence in the mitzvahs that we do. God wants to connect with us. The motivation for God to put his, his will and wisdom in Torah mitzvahs is because he wants to connect with us. And therefore, in those simple things, in the mitzvahs that we do, we actually are hugging Hashem in the, in the physical mitzvahs that we're doing. And that's why it says that the way to merit the resurrection of the dead is just through mitzvahs, physical performance of mitzvahs. Because both mitzvahs and the resurrection of the dead are things that God brings to us from above to below, not, not depending on what level we are on. Okay, now I'm going to go into Ezdal, I'm going to try to uh, paraphrase from the Hebrew. So we spoke about two kinds of movement. Movement from below to above, and movement from above to below. In each of them, there's advantage of the other. In movement up the mountain, from below to above, you're only able to go according to your power, according to your level. You can only go, basically, up into the source of where you come from. The, the source of godliness called the Malikalam, which animates and gives each creature its life force. And that's the advantage of the movement from above to below, revelation from above to below. So what's unique about when Hashem wants to reveal Himself to us is that He's revealing Himself the way He is. That means we're talking about how the way Hashem is in Seyfev, the way Hashem is transcendent. But on the other hand, there's a disadvantage in the revelation of God from above to below, and there are disadvantages that he's not bonding with us as we are here because there's nothing that we're doing to connect with it. And that's the advantage of the ascent from below to above that we're able to absorb godliness internally. So that's the meaning of the, of the verse, I will walk in your midst. The word visalachti as opposed to the word vihalachti means a double expression of movement. Hashem is talking about two kinds of movement. Moving from above to below and moving from below to above. And Hashem is in, in putting them in the same word that in, he's indicating that 
these two movements are happening simultaneously and, and there's a convergence between them. What does that mean? So, in both these kinds of movement, from above to below or below to above, the, the tachting, us here in this world, we have space. We have importance in the conversation. Not only when we're talking about us elevating towards godliness, not only, only when we're talking about the elevation of Amalian Savior, not only when we're talking about the female waters, our ascent to godliness. At, at that stage, of course, the revelation is commensurate to how much we elevate it. That means that we're a vessel for this revelation. In, in, in sync with. How much are we drawing down to how much as we put in? So, that's, so our, our circumstances are relevant to the impact and the revelation to the, we, that we connect to. That's when we're ascending from below to above. That's, but, that, but that's also true when we talk about the revelation from above to below as well. Although, when we, when we mentioned earlier, that when Hashem decides to reveal Himself, that He doesn't need to have the female waters, which means He doesn't need to have our preparation, because He just wants to reveal Himself. Nevertheless, there still has to be some refinement of the recipient. That means that since we're talking about a revelation of godliness, we're talking about a revelation of godliness that is above any connection to the world, a revelation, to, so to speak, that is to Hashem Himself. That it's a revelation He alone, it's way beyond creation. It's a revelation that's higher than all the worlds. Nevertheless, the very fact that we're saying it's above all the worlds, if that's the pedestal that we're using to describe what kind of light this is, that, that itself indicates it has some kind of connection to the worlds. That means the fact that we're saying this is a revelation that only God can see, and it's not something that it's, that's relevant to creation, the fact that we're using creation as the stepping board to describe, and we're contrasting and saying it's higher than that, that itself indicates it has some connection to it. And so, 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 so we could, so the very, so in other words, we're saying, in Chassidus, there is an expression, knowing what something is, knowing what something isn't. Even though we can't know what this light is, the very fact that we're saying it's not something we're a vessel for, that itself tells you that we have some kind of connection to it. The fact that we're using creation as a description, as a description to this light and saying this light is beyond creation. And because it has some kind of connection to us, there's some connection to us, it's, there, there's a, we're at least describing this light as being beyond the world, that means we have to do something to receive it because it has some kind of connection to it. Although we did say before, when Hashem wants to reveal Himself, there's no need for the female water. There's no need for it to, to be elevated. However, uh, there is still needs to be some kind of refinement to receive. And that's the, what we find even when Mashiach will come. When Mashiach will come, it says there will be revelation from above to below. It, it says there will still be levels, even after Mashiach comes. It says in the Torah, everyone will know God from the smallest to the greatest. That means that although we're talking about revelation, where, as Ramam says, the whole world will be full of the knowledge of God, like water covers the ocean bed, a complete revelation, to the whole world is subsumed, is, 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 is enveloped in this revelation. Nevertheless, still going to be some people called smaller, and some people called bigger. Because even when God is revealing himself, there still needs to be a refinement in the part of the recipients to receive this internally. And even more, that even in this revelation, again, there, is, are, there are parameters of the smaller and the greater. Because why are the, all, all these differences between the people receiving the revelation? 
because even in, in the source of this revelation, although we're calling this revelation a revelation to God himself, a revelation that comes from a place that only he himself could see, nevertheless, since it's still called the light of Hashem, it has some connection to creation, and therefore it has some parameters of higher and lower. But when Hashem says in our parsha, I will walk amongst you, and the word walking is in the plural, because he's talking about both movements above and to below and below to above in the, same, in the same word, that means Hashem is not making a differentiation between higher and lower. That means they're both equal. That means we're talking about something which comes from the, not the light of Hashem, but the essence of Hashem, the source of the light of Hashem. And even more, we can't even call the essence of Hashem the source of light either, because from the, rather from Hashem's essence, everything's equal. And since everything's equal, therefore there doesn't need to be any, any, any refinement on the part of us receiving the light, Rather, the revelation will be to everyone equal. And this revelation will be after Mashiach comes itself in the time of the, resu- resu- of the resurrection of the dead. Because since that time, the resu- at the time of Tchiyas HaMesim, then the revelation will be to everyone equally. In the Yesha Nivra, in the created being, the, there will be the revelation of Yesha Amiti. Okay, it's a little bit chaim uh, This this is a um, a hallmark in the Rebbe's teachings. Um, that's why it doesn't make it easier by giving that title before. But let's try. Um, in Tchias Hamesim, when Hashem revealed Himself in Tchias Hamesim, it says it will be revealed how the Yesh Hanivra is one with the Yesh Hamiti. What does that mean? The fact that we feel that we have no source, our natural feeling is that we're just here. The reason we have that feeling is because creation is powered by God's essence. And God's essence has no source. And since Hashem's essence is the source for creation, so our sense of self actually, it's not, it's, oh, it's not true, we don't exist by ourselves, Hashem made us, and, and it's, it's false. But our sense of self traces back to, so to speak, God's sense of self. And so Mashiach will come, will be revealed how our sense of self has some truth to it. It's coming from Hashem's sense of self. The previous Rebbe said that our sense of self is analogous uh, to Hashem's sense of self. That's the previous Rebbe said. But the Rebbe continues his theme and says more that the very fact that we feel ourselves this way, that we feel we have a sense, that we, that we don't have a source, it's, it, it's because it comes from God's essence, so it has truth. So the truth of it is, it, is that it's Hashem, it's a reflection of Hashem. It's, it's, an, it's Hashem deciding to imbue us with this feeling. So, although of course, Chas Hashem, they think we came from ourselves, but Mashiach will come to be revealed how the Neyesh Nivra in the created being, it will be revealed that that it itself is the Yashamiti. It will be revealed how this this is the essence of Hashem. It's an expression of the essence of Hashem. And this is the meaning of our, the four praises that we give God every Shabbos. We say, "There's no one comparable to you. There's no one besides. There's no. There's no one besides you. There's there's nothing other than you. And who can compare to you?" We continue in our davening. We say, "There's no one comparable to you in this world. There's no one besides you in the world to come. There's zero. Aside from you, our Redeemer, in the time of the coming of Mashiach, and there's no one like you, 
uh, our Savior in the time of the resurrection of the dead. So we use these four titles and we describe four different um, scenarios. When we say there's no one like you or there's nothing besides you in the world to come or Moshiach will come, we're talking about a revelation that the experience in this revelation is there's nothing that exists besides Hashem. Although there's something exists, but the, its existence is in a state of total bittel. Whether the bittel is a level called Einzul or Secha, nothing besides you, or the bittel is called Efes Bittcha, there is zero other than you. But we're talking about something that's experiencing the truth of Hashem, how there's nothing besides Hashem. However, regarding this world, and regarding the Tchiyas HaMesim, we use the same kind of description. We say there's no, no one in, can compare to you in this world, and there's no one like you in Tchiyas HaMesim. That means, we're not... In the Gan Eden, in the time of Mashiach, we're talking about how something exists, and it's totally nullified to Hashem. When we're talking about this one, we use different title. We say there's no one comparable to you. We're talking about something outside of godliness. That means we're talking about how the created being is the true creator. Dr. Bresman is having flashbacks from philosophy school and pantheism. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about how there is an our sense of self. It's because Hashem imbued us with, imbued us with something of himself. He imbued us with this Hashem has no source, and because He created us, that's why we have this sense of, of that's why we have this feeling of sense of self. It's it's because Hashem is our it, 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 because a Yesha because a true Creator has no source. That's why we have this feeling. Okay, so there's so there's two extremes to to this truth. There's a way it is in this world. In this world. It's also true that it's the true creator that imbues the created being with that sense. However, in our lives, it's a total concealment. All we feel is, in language of Popeye, I am what I am, and that's all I am. We don't feel we have a source. There's a concealment how this traces back to God's essence. But through the avoid of this world, through our efforts to remove the concealments, this will cause, when Tchir Samesim will happen, that there will be a revelation of Hashem's truth in the created being. And that's the meaning of the verse that this mimer is based on. I will lead you upright. I will walk among you and I will lead you upright. We said before that the word upright is also written in double expression. And our first Mashiach will come will be 100 amas, 200 amas tall. It's twice as tall as other What's What does that mean? What's, what's so good about being so tall? So there is Ur Yashar and there's Ur Chayzer. There is the godly soul's revelation. And there's a way the godly soul um, causes the animal soul to change. There's a way the godly soul inspires the animal soul. Then there is the impact that this has the animal soul. The godly soul is trailing behind the animal soul because the animal soul, when it goes after godliness, it's with a far greater vigor and enthusiasm and drive than the, than the godly soul. So Mashiach will come. These two will unite into one word. There'll be a, the means there'll be convergence of higher and lower because the revelation of Hashem's essence won't be a higher and lower. And just like we said earlier, uh, that even individuals who are at the, at the highest level of, of, of serving Hashem, they didn't reach this level. Even the other Marishan, before the sin, he was only 100 Amistah. When Mashiach will come, it says, will be two, 
twice the size of Adam Rishon. That means there'll be a unity of higher and lower because of the revelation of Hashem essence. There won't be any more of the sense of higher or lower. And uh, yeah. all right, stop here. If I didn't get you dizzy, it means you, you, you weren't listening. Like <laughs> isn't good. Shabbat. See you later. So be here.